Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web. This is the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it's finally Friday, the last Friday of summer 2023. I hope you're going to have a a wonderful uh, weekend with your family. I'm going to be smoking pork butt this weekend. Uh, For those of you who are not familiar with uh, barbecue, it's not grilling. Grilling is when you uh, put something above fire and you cook it and you singe it, and you sear it. Uh, Smoking is when you, and barbecue is when you slow roast generally pretty cheap cuts of meat, which is what my wife used to call me. Uh, Cheap cuts of meat, and uh, and you you make them into uh, a gift from God. And uh, it's it's originally actually came from the slaves because the slaves were getting the uh, the crap meat and uh, and uh, and they made gold out of it and uh, and that's why barbecue is so uh, I'm gonna do some uh, pork butt you can make it into carnitas probably make it into a bunch of different stuff we'll see what happens uh, even sandwiches is awesome so make sure to watch my social media if you want to uh, if you want to check it out whether you're a barbecue aficionado or a, a novice. You might find it kind of uh, interesting. And if you don't know the ways of the smoke, and I'm not talking about, dude, dude. I'm talking about uh, wood chips and, and, and fire and, uh, uh, and smoldering and meat. Okay, not, the, not that, not that, no, uh-uh. You can just check out my social media. Uh, the Twitter page is uh, Rob Carson Show. Uh, Rob Carson Show on Getter. Rob Carson Show on uh, Truth. Yeah, I think they're all on Rob Carson Show. There you go. Uh, before we get to the Nancy Mace audio, which I think you're going to find uh, mind-blowing, um, here's something else that's mind-blowing. CNN is so unpopular that HBO is going to interrupt movies and TV shows with CNN alerts. I'm serious. CNN it will become an add-on at Max, formerly HBO Max. If you subscribe to Max, you can access CNN at no charge. This is a desperate move for the news outlet that has lost. I mean, you, you don't even know how bad it is. I mean, literally, there may be 500,000 viewers on a, on a single night in a country of 330 million or 340 million in a world of 8 billion. That's it. 
That's so. Uh, so there you go. Uh, right now, they're they're going to do that. Uh, they're they're going to be ways of alerting Max viewers to breaking news while they're watching. Uh, you know this service, which makes me want to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to drop HBO Max. I'm gonna I'm just going to do that. And the interesting thing about this. CNN reaches a hell of a lot of homes, like 20 million more homes than Newsmax. Let me tell you something about Newsmax real quick. <clears throat> and yes, of course, I'm, I'm talking about Newsmax. I work at Newsmax, and they, you can trust them. But here's this. While all the other networks dropped, Newsmax has gone up dramatically. Listen to this. Wake Up America, up 77%. National Report, up 51%. 62 percent with 35 64 i'm not going to get on that eric bowling show up 103 percent chris plants right squad when it took over that time slot up 77 percent greg kelly up 63 percent and the piece de resistance rob schmidt who will join us next hour up 75 percent do you know why because people can't trust their news sources anymore, and they're looking for people who are authentic. And I don't care what you think about Newsmax, and I don't care what you think about conservatism. When you turn in and you watch Greg Kelly, and you watch Eric Bowling, and you watch Rob Schmidt, and you watch Rob Finnerty and Chris Salcedo, and Jen Pellegrino, and Chris Plant, and all of the wonderful people, they will not become someone else. They will not just suddenly go, and change their stripes. That's why people are watching Newsmax. Plus, we're also conservative. Unrelentingly conservative. Fair, but conservative. So there you go. Oh, and, and watch my show this weekend. I'm going to tell you. I was watching it last night. We, you know, did the final edit. And uh, and normally, you know, I, uh, uh, as with so many who do comedy for a living, we have a, instead of a love-hate relationship with yourself, generally you have a hate-hate relationship with yourself, right? So there's a good deal of self-loathing in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I was watching the show last night, and I used to not be able to watch the show. When I was heavier, I knew it was funny, but I was embarrassed by the way I looked. But now that I'm looking pretty damn hot, uh, I, I, I laughed out loud a couple times. There were a couple lines I was like, oh, crap, I forgot I did that. That's funny. So there are a couple lines that if you're going to watch the TV show, Rob Carson's What in the World... Don't drink anything viscous. Don't have any liquid in your mouth when you watch it. All right? Take a drink during the commercials because you will do a spit take. And the person sitting next to you will not appreciate it. Let's go to Dennis in Ridgely. Been holding on for a while. Dennis, welcome to the show. What's up, my friend? Hey, man. Hey, good talking to you every time, Rob. Good. Hey, let me tell you something, bud. You are filling the slot exponentially. I'm telling you right now. Thank you. Filling the what? Do the what? The, the radio slot, bud, that you took over. You're filling it. Guess who? You took big pants. You took it from the big pants. Oh, you mean Rush Limbaugh, talent on loan yeah. from God. Yes. Well, I did work for him. I did write for him for over 20 years, Dennis, so it might have maybe a little rubbed off. Yes, sir. I, you know, let me tell you something. And you've done a great job. Thank you so much for what you're I'm, doing. Hey, I'm mean, inviting a... you a personal crab feast, you and your all your people around you. I'll, I'll catch the crabs. You come to Harris Crab House, and I'll get it set up with Mike Harris and, and uh, Jerry Harris that we can have a crab feast there. A, a, this is a, it's the uh, whatever you want to do. Talk hey. to the public. Listen, the public over here needs to talk to you. They really do. Every county on the eastern shore of Maryland went red. Yep. 
We need yeah, I know. Hey, we need you. Hey, I'm glad you're talking. I'm, I'm glad you're filling the spot. But, man, look, come over and see us. Come over and see hey, us. Hey, Dennis, Dennis, I'm, I'm, listen to me here. I'm going to be coming to uh, WCBM, great anchor station. I mean, yeah. Kim Klasik, Sean and Bruce in the morning, doing everything yeah. right, doing everything right. Uh, I'm coming up in November, and I'm trying to see if I can make it a longer uh, stay where I can get out and see. And, bro, I would love to come to the shore and see you guys. And I'd love to come to Maryland and catch crabs. <laughs> a little crab joke there. My boat, my boat is open to you and your fellows, all lady, oh, women. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, all the time, you get on the boat with me, we'll go crabbing, we'll come back in, we'll see them, and guess what? There'll be a bunch of conservatives. I'm talking five, ten miles of conservatives want to say something to you. All right, bro, we'll do it, man. I'm going to work on it. They're probably going to thank you, but guess what? People got to understand the government's turning against us. I know, bro. I know. Hey, look, we, listen, they're barking up the wrong tree when they come across that bridge. Really yes, sir. Is. Yes, sir. I understand that. All right, Dennis, my brother. Here, here's the thing, and I and I know that you had uh, told uh, Brian, my producer, that uh, Biden has sold out the country. We have to be prepared. I believe that one thousand percent because Dennis, you look at how weird stuff has become in the in the country the last seven years, let alone the last three. The Democrat Party is very, very, very threatened right now. Joe Biden is not going to last much longer. I believe that, and I'm going to play audio from Nancy Mace in a second. And you are right. We de- we do need to be prepared. And in and, and a defensive fashion, because I believe that there is a great awakening happening. Black people, white people, Asian people coming together, and they're realizing how corrupt this government is, and, and they're coming together. And we need to do the Berlin Wall approach to this deep state. But this deep state is going to try the Tiananmen Square, and we've got to be ready if they do something stupid like that. Dennis, I appreciate the phone call, bro, and I hope to give you more with regard to my next visit to Baltimore, but it is such a They've got such a good team there. Sean and Bruce in the morning on WCBM, I listen to every morning. Uh, I listen to Jack Heath, uh, you know, uh, New Hampshire as well. He's one of our other great affiliates, uh, uh, the the voice of uh, uh, the Pulse of New Hampshire. Kim Plasek and all those guys. Uh, those guys are leading the charge. They're, they're uh, serving the community, and they're also being conservative. And so when I come out, I, I hope we can just all of us be out and get to meet everybody. So... Um, Here's uh, here's what happened last night. Or actually, my friend John Fredericks, who is a conservative host, the Godzilla of talk radio, as I like to call him. He had uh, he had Nancy Mace on his show uh, yesterday, and uh, he was asking her about uh, all of the information, all of the evidence that members of Congress now have that show that Joe and Hunter Biden are profoundly corrupt. Even though MSNBC this morning is still saying there's no evidence, guys. They are only tools of the state. Everybody in the country knows that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are crooks. Okay? Everybody knows that the indictments against Trump are political. I mean, majorities, massive majorities, like two-thirds majorities on both. So they're not fooling anybody. But I heard this last night, and I want you to listen to Nancy Mace. Now, Nancy Mace is not a right-winger. Nancy Mace is center-right. All right? And she has really shown her cred for fighting for truth and and really has changed my mind on her uh, because I was really thinking she's Rhino City. But she's but here's what she told after going into these skiffs and seeing these these, uh, suspicious activity reports. This is Nancy Mace reporting what she has seen. 
I, I, you know, the SARS, if the American people could see what we saw in the SARS, and the reason that we can't come and give everybody the files is because they're confidential, and I would technically be breaking the law if I revealed the information in them, um, which is why I keep talking about these bank records. The bank records will prove the SARS out. The first thing that I want the American people to know is the amount of money in the alleged laundering and bribery scheme is astronomical. It, it is staggering. It is shocking. And it would blow your effing mind if you knew how much money we were talking about. All right. Now, this is a congresswoman from the United States saying this. It is staggering. It is shocking. And it would blow your effing mind. Now, I don't think I've ever heard that from someone in Congress before. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I'm thinking maybe, maybe there's something here. Here's a little bit more with uh, Nancy Mace about the corrupt Bidens. Now, within those SARS documents as well, one of the consistent things that we saw is that the Biden family took a third cut of all the money as part of this money laundering scheme. We now know that every time Joe Biden has been asked questions about this, he has lied about it. We now know that Joe Biden uh, also used a number of pseudonyms. We found out yesterday the National Archives now has 5,000 plus emails Uh, that include Joe Biden's pseudonyms. But uh, MSNBC still doesn't think there's any there there. Um, You know, and he communicated with his son about his businesses. He was on uh, phone calls with his son's business partners talking about... The 14 flights on Air Force Two. Probably the businesses and the outcomes and what they were trying to do, whatever schemes they were were building out. Uh, We know all this now. We're starting to prove this out. And one of the things that we have to do is, is we have to show all the evidence to the American people because they don't trust Congress, nope. but I want them to trust the evidence. Okay, there you go. She's saying, just trust the evidence. Here's the final uh, piece from, uh, no, I got two more actually. Uh, no, wait a minute. Here we go. I got one more piece from Nancy Mace. I'm sorry about that. Uh, this is the final, uh, which uh, predicts that Joe Biden will go down as the most corrupt president to ever serve in America. And he only serves himself, by the way. We now have Shokin in Ukraine who's saying that there was a bribery scheme with Biden. I mean, literally, Biden bragged about on Mike. We all know this several years ago, bragging about uh, how he was able to hold money over Ukraine's head, a billion dollars. He made it he made it public. That's a piece of evidence. Shokin got fired and he was only in there in that office for a year. Obama's administration and President Obama himself like the guy, thought he was doing a good job, did not believe he was corrupt. Um, but we all know what happened after that. And so, yeah. uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Oh, but yeah. We have to prove it. And I'm telling you, it is disgusting. It'll go down as the most, he will go down as the most corrupt president in the United States of wow. America. I wow. do not say this lightly. I say this as someone who represents a very purple district, yep. a very independent minded district. Yep. And um, where party affiliation doesn't matter as much as other districts and other states. But I say that very lightly. I mean, that is how bad the numbers are. It's it's astonishing. And it's I just cannot believe that mainstream media is just saying all of this is completely normal and okay. All right, there you go. And that's why you need to turn off the mainstream media. I believe something very big is going to come down very soon, and it's going to cause the left to uh, overreact, and we got to be ready for it. Let's take a break. Here's a number, guys, if you want to chime in on this Friday, 800-922-6680. Rob Carson Show, back in a second. It's disgusting. It'll... 
He'll go down as the most he will go down as the most corrupt president in the United States of America. I do not say this lightly. I say this as someone who represents a very purple district, a very independent minded district and um, where party affiliation doesn't matter as much as other districts and other states. Nancy Mace. But I say that very lightly. I mean, that is how bad the numbers are. It's- there you go. She saw the uh, banking records, all of the uh, all of the uh, the suspicious activity reports in the hundreds, the the LLCs that the Bidens uh, created, and uh, and again, MSNBC is still doing Baghdad, Bob. They're still waking up and saying there's no evidence here. There are some Republicans that are saying there's no evidence, and if any Republican says there's no evidence to impeach Joe Biden, you realize they're not your friend. They are down with the deep state. I mean that 1,000%. No matter who it is, if there is a Republican said there's not enough evidence to impeach Joe Biden, they're not your friend because everybody else gets it. This is uh, Rob Schmidt talking to Jim James Comer last night on Newsmax. And, uh, and James Comer said, hey, man, if there is no evidence, there is an easy way to clear this up. I predict Bob Alinsky will be in front of the House Oversight Committee uh, within the next four weeks. Uh, we're working on a uh, pretty substantive hearing in late September. Uh, he certainly uh, has a very good chance of being a major part of that. And uh, the other characters, Eric Sherwin uh, and all the other people that were involved in some of the LLCs, uh, we're going to try to have depositions with, with most of them. So, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe Hunter forward. Biden? Well, we'll Hunter Biden's welcome to come to the Oversight Committee anytime. We'll drop everything and let him there you go. clear his good name if he wants. There you go. All you got to do. And that was Rob Finnerty from the uh, from the morning show from Wake Up America. Uh, but, yeah, come on in. Clear it up, man. If there's nothing to hide, honestly. If there's nothing to hide, come testify before Congress. Joe Hunter, if there's nothing to hide. Donald Trump turnovers, tax records. Of course, he, he was forced to because they are personal. But all of the things that we're talking about, all the evidence is right there in the National Archives. All in the National Archives is right there. So you own it. You own it. You have control over it. It's what he did, but you own the information. And I think I think it's about to rain on Joe Biden. I really, really do. And I'm and I'm hoping that uh, what Greg Kelly said the other night is true. He says that before October 31st, there will be such overwhelming evidence of Joe Biden malfeasance. He will have to end his presidential aspirations, which were already over. He's never going to make it. And I've said that for three years. Uh, but it could end his presidency. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. Proud Boys leader jailed for 17 years. Joe Biggs, I don't know him very well, but I, I do know him, 39 years old. He was put in uh, solitary confinement for 30 months. That's that, we didn't even do that to uh, 9-11 hijackers. He uh, served in the Army for eight years. He uh, was in Iraq, and he got profoundly wounded. He had profound uh, brain injuries. And he came back here, and he recognized malfeasance of the government. He went to the Capitol. Now, he should not have. He went into the Senate chamber, and he said something like, uh, you know, this is war, okay? That doesn't require a 17-year sentence, particularly since he didn't injure anyone. Uh, And the FBI said it was not an insurrection because there was no planned, organized effort to overthrow the government. If there had been, don't you think that Joe Biggs 
would have brought weapons and his friends would have bought weapons and they would have attempted to hold uh, uh, Congress hostage. And then one of the things that he's being uh, being held accountable for is delaying the, the, the legislative uh, meeting. And that's what the FBI has used as a cudgel on all these. Meanwhile, in Texas and Oklahoma just recently, they interrupted. Even members bringing in outsiders interrupted the legislature. And don't forget, remember Wisconsin, was it about 2011? They occupied it. Where are the people 17 years in jail for this? These January the 6th prisoners, some should face repercussions. But this clearly is a sentence to send a message to anyone who would speak out against this government. You will be punished. And I predict... This will be appealed. Eventually, this man will not spend 17 years in prison. We have people who injured hundreds of police officers the summer of 2020, burned down $2 billion worth of property. None of them are going to jail for 17 years. Payback is going to come. Don't get down about it. One of the funniest people I know on radio, conservative Shannon Burke, is up next. Don't miss it. This would be a good bed for the uh, next guest we have on the show. This, uh, this guest, Mr. Shannon Burke, I've known for a number of years, and I think he's one of the uh, the funniest people. Also uh, has some of the best conservative opinions out there. Also hosts the Shannon Burke Show on Florida Man Radio. Uh, he has been a, uh, he's a cisgendered male. He's been a man since birth, despite his name. I know, I know. And he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. How you doing, sir? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I always have an option. You know, I've, I'm one, to, if I ever decide I'm not a man, I don't have to change my name. Roll no, you don't. Don't. You won't have to do anything. I'd have to be. I'd have to be Roberta or something, and I would be an ugly, ugly woman, man. I mean, oh, no amount, no amount of beer, bro. No amount of beer. I'm going. Uh, so now you you live in in Orlando. You do the show out of Orlando. I'll start with that. What's going on with Florida? Uh, obviously, uh, Ron DeSantis is very good at being a governor. Not so much as a presidential candidate. How's things down there? Uh, they're great, uh, and you're right. He. I, I don't know why. Uh, President Trump thought to call him out for his hurricane, uh, uh, you know, recovery efforts. But he, this is one thing that Ron DeSantis does exceedingly well is, and you have to, as the governor of this state, you know, be able to prepare. You know, he built a road after the last hurricane down south. He built a, rebuilt a bridge in about a week. They said it would take months. He's good at this. He's got a knack for it. Uh, you're right. But I don't think much beyond that uh, in terms yeah. of running for president. Well, Shannon, here, here's the thing that I've said, and that is it is not a fair contest this year. Nothing against the other candidates. It's not a fair contest. They are not running against a candidate. Donald Trump is a movement. Now the left is making him to a super or a, a folk hero, uh, and we got to do everything to prevent him from becoming a martyr. Uh, but but it's not a fair fight right now. It is, and if you watch them speak, nobody can come close. It's just the way it is. It would be like you know the WWE meets a, you know a Pee Wee football team. Uh, it's, I agree. It's not, it's not fair. I don't, you're right. It's not a fair fight. I don't know why so many people remain in it. I guess some people are hanging out to see, you know, Tim Scott may be a good vice president. Uh, I don't know why Pence is hanging out. I don't know why Chris Christie, those guys, Chris Christie and Pence are never going to get a VP nod. <laughs> no. Uh, nor will DeSantis, or nor will he accept it. Um, but you're right. He has no, um, I don't know what it was, um, I don't know what the right word is for it. He doesn't have a real... Uh, Sagwa fair when it comes to his personality, like Donald Trump does. No one does on that no, on that no. page at all. 
So it, it isn't fair, and you combine that with, and I'm just going to tell you, uh, most of Trump voters feel like he deserves a second term for a number of very obvious reasons. Uh, and then also the fact that for seven years, they've gone after him relentlessly. All of the people who have lied to you about everything, all of the people who censored you for the last five years, all of the people who censored everything about COVID, about uh, CRT, about Black Lives Matter, about Jan 6, about all of these things, Russia collusion, all of those people are going after Donald Trump. And that says to Trump supporters, there's a reason for it. It's because they're the bad guys. I, I do think the majority of people are starting to come around. I think what's happened in the in the uh, in the African American community has been uh, quite a. I, I don't know. I didn't quite expect that at all. But you know, the African American community can can identify with a guy who has been uh, unfairly treated by law enforcement and Justice Department and, and judges and DAs and, and prosecutors. Um, and th- that mugshot came about as close uh, to monitoring him as they have come, and I don't think uh, I think they will for, forever regret that. Now, uh, Shannon, did you hear this new? Uh, there's a new rap song. It's number two on the uh, on the uh, hip hop charts, and and this uh, rapper I don't remember who is, but he but he took Donald R- Trump. R- hey, R- did, did you hear? Did you hear this? Listen, to this. nobody in the black community has ever done this. Even with Obama, there was some sycophantic praise of Obama and all that, but nothing like this. I'm going to play just a sample of it. Listen to this. Here it is. Well, shout out Patriot J, Benny Johnson, Big Bongino, Alex Jones, free my dogs and lock up the radical left's gone crazy. All right, here it is. Come on. I don't bail, I don't bail, I won't see inside a cell. Shout out Thugger, free my slime, slat, slat, YSL. They trying to lock me up, but I'm plugged in in ATL. Got homies doing life in jail, they living in hell. Now when you uh, use the vernacular, I mean, he's speaking like a homie. So, you know, I like to say... I'd like to say we, Trump has brought together the trailer park and the hood, and both of them have the same grievances. <laughs> they do, dude. Look at the trailer park. Trailer park. Uh, trailer park is uh, rich men north of Richmond, and the hood is right there. Right. There you go. Richmond north of Richmond is just a what an amazing uh, uh, just an explosion of that guy and his attitude. And so many Americans can identify with that guy. Uh, and, and those words, you know, the majority of Americans do. It's not a right-wing or a left-wing song. It's a man that's, that's really, you know, singing about the, how fed up he is about his government. And um, it, it, has been, it has been phenomenal. Uh, yeah. when, when you heard that... A plug in the, in, the, in the debates was a huge thing. Uh, when you heard that song, Shannon, I'd like to know your, your when you first heard that song, because normally it takes three or four times to like a song. The first time I heard that, I shed tears. And then I saw online, they had like, you know, a, a screen divided with four black people and an Asian dude and a white guy. And, and, and everybody was crying because they can connect. I've never seen anything like that, Shannon. It, it is. It's an emotional song. I will say. I'm not going to admit that I cried. I did have something in my eye for a bit, water a little bit, but it wasn't open sobbing. Uh, Rob, you got to stop <laughs> chopping those onions when you listen to the music. <laughs> uh, that song connects with people, and and so many people, black, white, rich, poor, uh, Republican, Democrat. It 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 really is a, a brilliant, brilliant song, and and I hope that guy has a long, long, uh, successful career. He seems yeah. to be. Uh, uh, kind of, uh, um, you know, 
standoffish about becoming famous. He's not really yeah. into it that much, but I don't know that he can help it at this point. I, I'd make my, my my $8 million and just find an island to live on it the rest of my life. That's what I would do. Um, yeah, <laughs> let me I'm ask you, I got, a, I got a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, these four Trump indictments, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, it's very clear, obviously, that this is a conspiracy. It is. It's four indictments coming down at the same time to interrupt an, an election campaign to, to uh, and even to, to uh, rub our faces in it. They are literally putting one of the trials right before Super Tuesday. They're all correlated to election events, election things that are happening. Um, I don't think, my myself personally, I don't think they're going to be, they want to get one conviction so they can say that Donald Trump is, is a felon runner for president. And it's not going to work. What do you think? I don't think it's, no, I don't think it's going to work either uh, on the surface of it. If the, if the Georgia one makes it to court uh, and doesn't get kicked out, it'll be amazing. I mean, the things that are listed in there, uh, what, Tweeting that he's watching uh, uh, OAN uh, is in it was a, in the of a conspiracy. I mean, these things are all free speech issues. Every single one of them, uh, and like a lot of liberals, they would love to uh, uh, to uh, make it illegal to disagree with an election outcome and be able to throw somebody in jail when they have literally spent their entire careers arguing over every single Republican victory in a general election. It's just been absolutely. It's, uh, it, it is. It is. I, I pull my hair out, Rob. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was looking. Uh, I think it's. I think it's cutting through. I don't think. No matter what uh, uh, Joe and Yoko say on MSNBC in the morning, uh, I, I think it's. It's not cutting through. There, people don't believe it. Sixty percent of the American people believe that Biden's are corrupt. Sixty some percent of the American people believe that the indictments against Trump are um, are uh, are political. Uh, I, when I look at Joe and Yoko at MSNBC or CNN or M, it, to me they look like the uh, the cheering section in the hundred. Hunger Games, and we're the athletes. That's the, they're elite. Yeah, we don't need to pay attention to them anymore because they're so full of crap. People don't believe that crap anymore. Only the sycophantic followers. The hypocrisy. When you go back and look at, um, say, for example, something Rachel Maddow said about uh, uh, President Trump at the time when uh, when Bill Barr was his AG, that he was uh, going to weaponize the <laughs> the Department of Justice and how how unconstitutional it was and it destroyed democracy. And here we are today and with yes. a president who is weaponizing the Department of Justice. And I don't even know that we have a democracy left to uh, destroy uh, after he's had his hands on it. But no one catches the hypocrisy. Nobody catches it. You have to go. We have such short memories as Americans, and we, we let a lot of it just slip through our fingers. Let me ask you about. I, I would like. I want to hear your take on things. People hear enough of my take every day, even though it's always right. Uh, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> why listen to anybody else? You know what, honestly, why do we have Shannon on in the first place? He's not adding anything to the show. I know everything. Now, let me let me ask you this. What, what do you think about Joe Biden? You think, I don't, I've said since he was inaugurated before, actually, he would never make it to a second term. I don't believe he's going to make it to even run uh, seriously next year, let alone be the president. And I say by hook or by crook, meaning he will step down because of his health or they'll use it as an excuse, or he'll step down because the weight and the dearth of all of the evidence of his corruption will take him down and force him to resign. What do you think? Um, I would like to think uh, I would like to think that that would happen. But I, I believe, Rob, that, that it doesn't matter how um, absolutely zoned out, obtuse, away, how, how he's how, how uh, you know, he can't climb a flight of stairs. I don't care how bad it gets. I, I believe they'll still put him up there no matter what, and the majority of Democrats will vote for him no matter what. I don't think uh, his cognizance and his lack of cognizance is, uh, is going to affect 
they'll run him. They don't care. Uh, I don't think they, uh, they have that that little uh, regard for the United States voter, for the American voter, that they'll put a dummy up there who can barely complete a sentence that expects us to vote for him. I get the weekend at Bernie's uh, analogy all the time because <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely. But think about this. Think about this. We've got a uh, a minority leader in the Senate. We've got a, a senator in uh, two senators in Congress. One who was elected after a major stroke. The other one can't go to the bathroom by herself. Uh, if you were if you were looking for someone to drive your kid's school bus, you would never consider any of those people. But they are some of the most powerful people in the country. I mean, what right. the hell? What the hell? I couldn't drive a car. She can't sign no. a credit card bill because she can't uh, contract herself. Um, you know, uh, uh, you certainly won't want Mitch McConnell to drive your kid to school because he's uh, <laughs> run a red light as he stared out the window like a deer in a headlight. It's, it's, uh, it's, to it's me, crazy. I think, Shannon, I think it's because, I, and this is what I, be, I believe they're bought and paid for for their term. I believe the, the checks have already been signed, the money has already been transferred, and the people who paid them are expecting them to complete their term. Specifically, Joe Biden. What do you think? Uh, oh, he's bought and paid for, absolutely. 100%. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we, we know it. We know it. Comer knows it. Uh, Oversight knows it. Uh, all of Congress knows it. Um, it, it we, have the, we have the receipts. We have the paperwork. We've got the 1023. We've got the, the you know, the, 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 uh, the uh, what do you the, call it? The suspicious report. activity resort. The, the suspicious, suspicious activity reports. The ten twenty three form. The testimony of IRS whistleblowers. I can go on and on and on and on. What are we waiting on? A, a confession? You know, it's funny because I uh, I played this uh, music bed the other day, and my my producer didn't understand. Uh, let me see if I can find this. This is my new theme song for uh, establishment Republicans. Hold on one second. New. Let me put it up here, and, and I'll see if you understand what I'm trying to say when I play this as Kevin McCarthy's theme song. I think you will. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I absolutely understand. <laughs> I, don't know what <laughs> see. I thought we had some deals worked out for him. Um, he seems to be ponying up the idea of a conspir- of a uh, impeachment inquiry over and over and over again. Now we're going to have to look at maybe October. And I don't care if, if Kamala Harris is next up at the plate. Let's get it done. Get him out of here. Impeach him. It'll never fly through through the Senate, I don't think. But uh, but he deserves to be impeached. Uh, and even if he is impeached and convicted, we'll, I'll, I'm happy to swallow the medicine that it, uh, of Kamala for another year and a half. Uh, because if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Absolutely. It's a problem as soon as possible. Shannon Burke is uh, is my guest here. Real quick, well, one more thing here. Uh, uh, Joe Biggs and uh, and some of these January 6th protesters. Joe Biggs yesterday sentenced to 17 years in prison. He didn't I- injure someone. Uh, the FBI literally two years ago in a Newsmax article said there was no insurrection because there wasn't a plan. There were no weapons. Meanwhile, uh, Democrats were able to burn America's cities, try to burn down St. John's Historic Church right across from the White House, drive Donald Trump into the bunker, injured thousands, thousands of people, $2 billion worth of damage, hundreds of police officers. He gets 17 years in jail after 30 months in solitary confinement. What are your thoughts on that, and where is this going to go? Um, my thoughts on it are that it's a pathetic state that we're in, and I believe that the powers that be, especially in D.C. and that prosecutor, the judge there, uh, who gives more time than the prosecutors request, oftentimes in these Jan 6 cases, that they're trying to make it known that you, this, you don't, uh, you, this is what happens when you say that you don't agree with an election. This is what happens when you don't agree with your government, this is what happens when you speak out and and utilize your uh, exercise your your free speech abilities 
Um, and I, I do think that if Trump is elected, um, that he'll pardon, pardon them all, commute their sentences and give them all out of jail because it's, it's absolutely uh, ridiculous. I, I feel for those guys, and I pray for them every day. And I can't imagine 30 months in solitary confinement. Uh, you know, that's absolutely way, way too harsh of a treatment. Yeah, well, as, uh, being a father who had two of his kids live at home with him for the last year, I actually uh, would look forward to that, Shannon, but no- normally it's bad. <laughs> Shannon, you are you are the man. It is always good to have I'm going to have you got to come on irregularly, if you don't mind. It's been too I mean, I've been doing this show almost two years. I, I It's it's long overdue. Got to have you on again, bro, because uh, you're it's just... Honor, I, we're co- I love you, Colorado. Oh, you're a good guy. You're straight... But funny guy, funny, funny, funny guy. One of the funniest guys on the radio, and uh, I could appreciate your uh, uh, your abilities. Well, men like men like us, in uh, you know, men of a certain age, we're going to save this country by God. Even if we need testosterone placement therapy to do it, we will do it, Shannon. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. All right, bro. Uh, on your show, where where can people find you on the web? It's a, it's the Florida Man Radio, right? Florida Man Radio. Well, the Florida Man Radio Network has an app. It's in all the app stores. It's free. I'm three to seven Eastern. Um, and that's the best way to, to listen. Unless you live in Orlando, Ocala, or Fort Walton Beach, where we have terrestrial affiliates. But other than that, the, the app is where it's at. All right, bro. God bless you. Have a glorious week, and we'll talk soon. God bless you, Rob. Thank you, brother. All right. This is the Rob Carson Show. Ooh. I want to thank uh, Shannon Burke for being on the show, Florida Man Radio. He is... Uh, I just think he's outstanding. And uh, make sure to check out the show 4 to 7. Uh, I get 3 to 7 Eastern Standard Time after I get on. Don't be streaming or anything while you're listening to my show because uh, my show's better. <laughs> hey, I want to talk about something a little woke, and I've been looking for an excuse to play this number by uh, Mr. Jim Gossett. Battle to the Pink Beret. Fighting soldiers are depressed. Woke military. Their morale is far from best. Uh. If you're sad, change your sex, they say. Wear a dress and a pink beret. Become a rear admiral. The Pentagon is so woke. General Milley, he's a joke. Whoever thought... You'd see the day when fighting men could be trans or gay. Wait till you hear what the mean corps is doing. We must turn Marine, not mean. This mess around while sane people can still be found. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Fire your missile. Missile. Is what they like to say. I'm sorry. Cause the DOD. Has gone really gay. <laughs> Train to fight. Yes, nothing wrong with that. On foreign land. I don't care if you're gay or not. Trained in combat. Hand to hand. Get in your foxhole. Uniforms match their lipstick shade. Stop it. Stiletto heels and a pink beret. So, uh, Chip Roy introduced a bill on Thursday that would defund the center at the Marine Corps University after announced on social media it was hosting a year-long exploration of gender insecurity. You hear that, Marines? 
You hear that, Marines? Yesterday, we were able to host the first meeting of the AY24 Reynolds Scholars. This is according to the Krulak Center's Twitter account. The program is a year-long exploration of gender and security named after Lieutenant General Lori Wint, uh, Reynolds. Brute uh, uh, would not approve, in reference to the center's namesake, uh, Marine Lieutenant General Victor Krulak, known as Brook. Okay, so basically, uh, this is your Marine Corps. This is the kind of nonsense they're doing. Chip Roy is telling Congress they are going to defund it, and they should, because it's an insult to everybody who served, fought, survived, and fought and survived for the Marine Corps, and we have no room for this in a dangerous world. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And this, my friends, will be the last hour of the Rob Carson Show on this Friday. Three-day weekend ahead. I'm taking Monday off. Going to kind of chill out, get some things done around the house, uh, work on the honey-do list a little bit, which never ends, by the way. <laughs> so that's uh, that's my weekend plans. I'm also going to I'm gonna do some cooking this weekend. And if you'd like to learn a few things about barbecue, uh, you might want to watch social media, uh, just Rob Carson Show at Twitter, at Getter, at Truth. And, uh, yeah, just look there because I'm going to be uh, smoking some pork butt this weekend, which is uh, right now I can get for $1.49 a pound, which is an insult to the pig, honestly. It's, a, it's an insult to the pig here in the Midwest, but I'm going to make something really good at it. So uh, one of the things I like to do is cook. I got about 100 cooking videos on the web. I'll, I'll put a link for you if you want. But uh, one of the things that brings us together, and, and we need that. So uh, a lot of things coming up on the show. I got some phone calls coming up. But in case you're uh, planning on seeing a movie this weekend, uh, brand new flick coming out in theaters. Uh, Jim Gossett just sent me the new trailer for it. Coming to a theater near you, Marlon Brando is Joe Biden in The Clodfather. Clodfather. man. Who does not spend time with his family? That man was my son Hunter. He's probably out with some stripper. Also starring <laughs> Oscar winner Al Pacino as Hunter Biden. You're nothing to me now, baby mama. You're not my friend. I don't want to know you. And that child of yours will never get the family name. Hua! Hua! <laughs> what happened to my voice? Featuring Michael Gazzo as former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Look, the DOJ guys promised me a deal. They kept saying Donald Trump did this and Donald Trump did that. Yes. So I said, sure, why not? The Clodfather. It's the Biden crime family like you've never seen them before. Honor, my son, what's, what's the matter? Pop, this James Coma guy, he, he won't let it go. What am I going to do, Pop? What am I going to do? <laughs> you can act like a man! Special appearance by Chris Cuomo as Fredo. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart and I want respect. Marlon Brando nice. is Joe Biden in The Clodfather. 
He'll make you an offer you can't understand. <laughs> you know, the thing. Uh, come on, man. Distributed by Burisma Pictures. Yes. Your discretion advised. 10% for the big guy. Yeah, did you hear uh, Fredo Sniff? There, there was Fredo Sniff. It's not a kiss anymore. It's Fredo Sniff. He comes up behind uh, somebody, just puts his, his neck right there on the neck and gives him a little sniff. And that means you're screwed. Uh, let's go to Sean in Live Oak on this Friday. Sean, what are you doing today, man? Uh, greetings from West Libertardia. Ah, Libertardia. Lovely, lovely, lovely. What's going on? Well, I'm just uh, been observing uh, Maui, Hawaii competing for the top Democratic hellhole. Yeah. And it, what do you what what do you think about it? What what do you think's going on? Because clearly we're not being told the truth. Clearly something's going on. Because I, I saw Jesse Waters the other night. He was talking about the governor signed a proclamation. Uh, it was an emergency proclamation that had uh, something to do with uh, emergencies and uh, transfer of of uh, property. Uh, you got people coming in, swooping in, telling homeowners, uh, lowballing them offers while they're at, the ashes are still warm. You've got uh, developers who own uh, uh, buildings. That survived with renters to evict their tenants. There's something going on here, bro. And I think part of it is uh, a whole lot of poor people live on some really expensive real estate. Uh, and I don't think that's out of the bounds of, uh, of uh, uh, consideration. What do you think? Well, I'm, well, I'm seeing a combination of uh, two things here. Of course, you've got your cynical, malevolent liars. But you have a bunch of delusional incompetence. And I guess the delusional incompetence people are just uh, useful idiots for the uh, cynical liars. Well, I wonder if some very Ill, evil people took advantage of really uh, uh, criminally uh, negligent and ignorant people. Uh, that's that seems a very good possibility. And the other they're thing the useful. Is, maybe they're the useful idiots we hear so much about. Yeah. But the other thing that I'm seeing about Maui is that the fact that uh, uh, reporters aren't allowed to find out any information. They put a a uh, tarp wall around it so you can't see in. They're forbidding drone overflights. They're forbidding helicopter overflights to film it. Yes. And the other thing that I saw in a helicopter overflight is, you know, here he had all these untouched mansions. And just yeah. across the street was all this devastation. Yeah, I, I don't know what to think about, Sean, but they're not being truthful with us like they do uh, so many other ways. And whenever the government is untruthful to this uh, degree, I believe they are covering something up that they don't want us to know about, Sean. Uh, and and they're, I'm not going to let it go. I'm not letting this fade into the rearview mirror of my, uh, of my life and your life. I'm going to remind people of it every day. But I appreciate the phone call. i got to run because we got Michelle in Westminster up here. Hello, Michelle. What's going on today? Hello, my friend. How are you today? I couldn't be better. Well, I'll tell you what. I am very happy to see how so many people from all walks of life are uniting behind President Trump from all of these indictments. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, do, I do believe that they're going to try to hit us with the COVID stuff, and I believe most of us are going to be giving that uh, single-finger salute. Oh, yes. All of that. And yep. that's going to unite us again. And I think we're going to need that camaraderie because I think what's going to happen to us next is all those people that President Trump talks about 
that they're letting out of the insane asylums, out of the jails. I think that's what we're going to get hit with next. Oh, I, I don't yeah. doubt that at all. There, there is some. Uh, there is a reason for the breach of the border. It's not about Democrat votes yep. anymore. Uh, it is an no, invasion, and and that that alone should should that alone should remove Joe Biden from jail from uh, from office. It should remove Alejandro Mayorkas from office, and both of them should be brought up on sed, uh, treason and sedition charges for it. And I believe that in my heart. I know that sounds a conspiracy, but when you invite eight million people over our border. And it's wrecking cities like Chicago and New York and all the border towns. And it is, it is wrecking the country. It is injuring our people. That is illegal. And that needs to be addressed. And people need to pay for it, Michelle. Well, the problem is, is that that would mean that Republicans would actually have to get up off of their spineless tails and do something about it. All of these meetings and, and hearings and everything like that. I, I don't care. Just get them out. Just yeah. take care of it. Do what needs to be done. But we can't even get McCarthy to let uh, release the J6 tapes. And yeah, if you I, I am. J6 tapes, that takes care of all the stuff that's going on in D.C. right now. And it gets all of our political prisoners out of the gulag. And I, just the fact that we still have people there and we are allowing them to be treated the way they are breaks my heart. I know, Michelle, and I've said this before. <clears throat> we are in a um, what uh, what uh, a Victor Davis Hanson would call a Jacobin revolution. It is the French Revolution. We have a bourgeois. We have a proletariat. We are the proletariat. We get the crumbs. Uh, the the uh, the uh, bourgeois lives in Washington D.C. They go there. They live there their entire lives, telling us how to live ours. And now we have a Bastille. And this never ends. This combination never ends well for those in power. And he- agencies. Uh, heads will be removed not people's heads agencies right. and and it's got to happen yeah i think so you just got to be strong and you I know, and and listen, that's what Donald Trump says when he says, "I am your retribution," I'm Michelle. Sure. That's that's what's bringing us together is because we're tired of it, and we want people who have given us these abuses and usurpations to pay for what they've done. That's a big part of it, Michelle. It I got to run, Michelle. Let's go to. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I just one thing I wanted to say is that let's put that proverbial one finger salute in the air, lock arms, shoulder to shoulder, back to back, and we have to take our country back. And the only way we're going to do it is us, because nobody in D.C. is coming to save us until Donald Trump gets there. All right, Michelle, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, the hood and the trailer park are coming together. That's what that mugshot did. They are. Listen to this. At this jail, and the people in charge of this jail, they need to be prosecuted. So this uh, this Fulton County Sheriff's Office said that uh, there was a mass stabbing incident, leaving multiple people wounded at the Fulton County Jail, just days after Donald Trump was booked. Now, the reason why this jail, obviously it's in her district, but this was a way to rub Donald Trump in our face in it by putting him in a place that makes Abu Ghraib look like a five-star resort. The mass stabbing comes days after another inmate was killed in the prison after uh, they filed a civil rights complaint citing excessive force. Listen to that. Mentally ill inmate LaShawn Thompson died in the filthy jail in September after his family claimed he'd been eaten alive by bedbugs. That is third world crap. That's Venezuelan. That's Cuban. That's happening in America. Are you listening to me, Fulton County, Georgia? Are you listening to me? That a man would be eaten alive by bedbugs, a black man 
in a prison that uh, right now uh, they have uh, a number of incarcerated individuals who have died in that in that hell hole. Eight inmates dying in custody, Fulton County, since the start of this year. And meanwhile, people in Fulton County, uh, women are being raped, people are being robbed, people are having their car carjacked. This is Misha Maynard. She is a uh, state representative in Georgia, and she just can, uh, uh, left the Democrat Party. So she is not a right-winger in any way, shape, or form. Here's what she had to say about Fawny Willis. She is... The judge, by the way, who's trying, or the DA who's trying Donald Trump. Leading that office to suit her best interests and not the people that she represents. Um, in particular, crimes against women. Uh, when my story came out, there were women across the state of Georgia that reached out to me. Um, saying that they had been not only victimized by a person, but then later to be victimized by a system. Um, I just want the people to know that I am not for sure on the ethics of how she is doing this Trump case, uh -huh. only because I've seen firsthand that she does politicize the office in ways that she should not, nice ways that are unethical, you. ways that are immoral, um, to suit her interest and her friend's interest. Uh-huh. And uh, when that happens, uh, I believe those are the death throes of a very corrupt system. Because the people are going to catch up. They are going to catch up. And this has been tried time and time again. And this has failed time and time again. But we're the first country that has 250 years of First Amendment backed by Second Amendment. Uh -huh. Colton Moore is a member of the Georgia State Senate, and he is trying to go after. American oh, sorry, he is uh, going after Fonnie Willis, um, and he is attempting to defend her prosecution. Now, uh, the state of uh, the Republican governor Brian Kemp rejected calls to launch an emergency session of the assembly to defund and impeach or impeach Fonnie Willis. You know why? Because he's a crooked rhino. He said, as long as I'm governor, we're going to follow uh, the law and the Constitution. He believed that uh, uh, the process was already in place in Georgia if constituents believed the district attorney was engaging in unethical or illegal behavior. He is a worthless rhino that needs to be voted out of office. There I said it. This is Colton Moore, and he says he is going to uh, go after Fonnie Willis, and members of the GOP legislature are attempting to do the same thing to him. Hey, if they want to vote me out of the caucus, let them vote me out of the caucus but i stand for american freedom and i don't care if it's a fellow republican in my caucus i don't care if it's governor brian kemp i will not let anyone stand in the way of my sworn constitutional oath to protect this constitution and right now with these 19 people being indicted all they were doing was questioning the integrity of an election yep. and now they are being taken political prisoner my fellow a fellow member in my senate caucus is going to face the rest of his life in prison, going to spend a million dollars to defend himself. And some of my colleagues are worried that if they speak out, they're going to be held in obstruction. What a constitutional crisis we are in. And unfortunately, my fellow representatives and senators, they would rather stand in silence and let Bonnie Willis get by with what she is getting by with than stand up and call for a special session. A legislator, a senator or representative, is absolutely powerless unless they are in session. And what do we do when we get in session? All it takes is a simple majority to defund.
Yeah, all you would need is this. Listen to this. This is all they need to do. All it takes is a simple majority to defund Fonnie Willis. We have 33 Republicans in the Georgia Senate. We only need 29 to defund Fonnie Willis. And I tell you what, my constituents and citizens across Georgia do not want their tax dollars funding this type of corruption. Yeah, and unfortunately, your governor, who is a rhino from hell, isn't going to allow it to happen. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Rob Schmidt, the best thing on television. I should, his show is the best thing on television. He's the best dude on television. I, I got to tell you, I love what he does. Uh, I love Eric Bowling. Uh, Rob Schmidt is just the deal. He's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, by the way, Arizona State uh, Secretary of State Adrian Fontes announced Wednesday that Arizona law prohibits the U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment from being used to keep former President Donald Trump off the ballot. Now, he wanted to do it. He wanted to do it. He, he said he called the state Supreme Court's president stupid said now the Arizona Supreme Court said that uh, because there's no statutory process in federal law to enforce Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, you can't enforce it. So he's pissed about it. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, this was a trial balloon. They wanted to do a trial balloon. So either he can't do it or he realized that all hell was going to rain down on him and the state of Arizona if they tried this crap. But apparently they're not going to be able to do that in Arizona. Presumably they won't be able to do that in any other state. And if they do, like I just said, all hell is going to rain down on them. I'm talking about people uh, protesting. I'm not talking about violently. People becoming ungovernable. I'm not talking about violent. And people voting their asses out of office. Presumably the next time they'll have a fair election. Uh, let's go to Thomas in Baltimore. Been holding for a while. Thomas, welcome to the show and thanks for holding. What's on your mind today? Yeah, I'd just like to make a comment. Uh, what's going on with the military is disgusting to me. Uh, I was in the Air Force for 25 years. I'm retired. But I tell you what, if I had been in the Marines or the Army, and I'm stuck on the battlefield in a foxhole, and I look over at the next guy and he's checking his makeup instead of his weapon, I'm in big, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> yes, you're talking about that idiotic course at Marine Corps University where they're going to study uh, sexuality and diversity and all that crap for a year, and now uh, 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 Chip Roy wants to defund it, right? Yeah, right. I, you know, it's crazy what's going on today with, with the military. Now, listen, this is Thomas. Thomas, remember when they did that woke ad with a girl with two moms and they made that oh, the center of the ad? Don't even, yeah. don't even mention that. I know, but you know what? They replaced it. And you know the positive? Yeah. Gen Z. It didn't work with Gen Z. It didn't work with Gen Z. They expected Gen Z would do it because they thought Gen Z was all down with this woke crap. But it didn't. It did a face plant. So I'm, I'm, that makes me hopeful, Thomas. That makes me hopeful. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If we have to get in a confrontation with uh, China... I'll tell you, but with our military today, the way it is, we're in big trouble. Well, you know what I think they think is that uh, the Chinese will, will try to attack us and all of our soldiers will suddenly become women. And, uh, and then the Chinese will back off. The way it's going, who knows? <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks for the call. All right, man. All right, all right. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, oh, this is pretty funny. Keith Olbermann. You know, one of the reasons why I kind of brought down the temperature of the show a little was because about a couple months ago, I, I found myself responding to Keith Olbermann. And I went, what the hell am I responding to this idiot for? Because honestly, he is such a creep. Uh, he is a bitter old man, uh, and he's awful. So he decided to pick a fight with Riley Gaines, and he just got his rear end eaten for lunch. 
eaten for lunch. Now, uh, Riley was commenting about Republican Governor Jim Pillen establishing this Bill of Rights for Women in uh, in Nebraska, my home state, by the way. Uh, he said it's a common sense that men don't belong in women's spaces, right? So uh, she decided to sound off on it, give it a thumbs up. Keith Olbermann said to her, all right, can you just address the reality and move past it? This is an adult man who's a good 40 years on, on, uh, on this woman. And he says, you sucked at swimming. That's why you lost. That is, uh, that's a giant D word for Richard move. All right. Gaines' career accomplishment speaks for themselves, but Obermund was apparently referring to her tying, uh, tying Leah Thomas, a man, for fifth place in the women's 200-meter NCAA championship last year. The response has been brutal for Obermund. The only reason I bring this up is not because he's in any way, shape, or form culturally relevant, but when he does super stupid like this, I need to make him further irrelevant. All right? Coming up, the man. The legend, Rob Schmidt, coming up. It is a Friday, the last Friday of the summer. Uh, uh, a gentleman who uh, I consider must see television every night, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, the Rob Schmidt Show on Newsmax, joins us on the Newsmax Hotline, the Rob Schmidt. How are you on this Friday, sir? Hey, Rob. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, buddy. I uh, I wanted to start off talking a little bit about um, uh, uh, ratings because uh, I've never seen anything like what's happened to Newsmax in my life, I started at Newsmax about three years ago. Do, uh, three years ago, doing my show, Rob Carson's What in the World, which is a satirical look at the news, and uh, and and Newsmax after the 2020 election, after Fox's coverage of the 2020 election, experienced a gigantic explosion in growth, and then Newsmax uh, uh, has had another gigantic, even bigger, with the firing of uh, Tucker Carlson without uh, any excuse uh, a few months ago. Um, can you have you ever experienced anything like this in your life? Because your show, particularly, I, I mentioned Chris Ruddy was on your show the other night. Seventy-three percent, no, seventy-five percent increase in growth. If you're looking at demo people my age, thirty-five, sixty-four, fifty-five percent. Um, have you ever experienced it? And what do you attribute it to? Why? Why? Other than just Tucker leaving, yeah. why? I, yeah, I've, I've never experienced it. I've I've worked for uh, you know I've worked for CBS, ABC, NBC. I've worked for Fox. Um, I've I've never been in a position where uh, I think a network could grow at that level. You know, I mean, and you said you've been there three years. I've been at Newsmax three years as well. It was a much smaller place when we started. It's the the growth has has been incredible to watch. It's incredible to be a part of a company that's growing. And I mean, we we've, we've added so many people. It's, it's like when I started at Newsmax, I knew everybody that worked there. And now I walk by people all the time. I'm like, who is that? I have no idea. It's, it's just you know, a company grow like that is, is just so fun. I mean, that's, that's the great part of you know this country is this, you know just just watching a business grow and expand and you know uh, capital come in and all these things. It, it's really encouraging to see. Um, I, I I'd say it. I think a lot of it is that um, I think our viewers appreciate more more now than ever, especially seeing what they see from at Fox. You know, there, there's a there's a real distaste and a real distrust in this country for corporate media that has a clear agenda that is outside of what the, the consumers of that media want. You know, and, and I, people are very turned off by that in this moment. 
And the moment fired Tucker Carlson and some of the decisions that Fox is making, some of the social decisions they're making. I mean, during Pride Month, if you watched Fox News, you were thinking, what the hell is this? Um, And a lot of that together is just they're they're losing their base. And the Fox base, especially under Roger Ailes, was incredibly strong. I mean, people were so loyal. I mean, Roger told me when he hired me, you know, whatever, I mean, seven, eight years ago, I was hired by Roger Ailes, the last guy he hired before they threw him out. Wow. He told me, he was like, our brand is so strong that, you know, one of the biggest complaints I used to get back when people had those, like, plasma TVs when the flat screens first started coming out, he said my biggest problem was I had people calling me complaining that the Fox logo was branded into the screen so that when they would try to turn on a different channel, when they go to CBS to watch the football yeah. game, you could still see the shadow of Fox News at the bottom right corner. It's like, you're screwing up my TV. And that's why the Fox logo needed to start spinning. He said, if you watch the Fox logo now, it slowly spins so that it's never in the same place. That's how loyal their viewership was. And when they lost him, they, they don't, nobody knows who's running that ship anymore. And, and, they're, and they're losing their base because they take their base for granted. I think that they, they thought they could always keep that, that, that nuclear base. And then they said, let's go get the middle. Let's start trying to get the left. Let's start trying to get everybody. Let's turn into, you know, something totally different. You start ticking off your base, and, and you could be in real trouble. And then when you lose Tucker Carlson, who I thought, when I watched Fox, I thought Tucker Carlson was the only interesting show. I mean, exactly. I felt like every other show that I watched, I knew what these guys were going to say. You just know what they're going to say. It's very predictable. Tucker would surprise you. Tucker would come out with a take. He'd be like, wow, I never thought about it that way. He'd hit you with knowledge you didn't know. It was just a different show. Yeah, and I, I watch Tucker. I watch a little bit of uh, Jesse Waters. Uh, I you know I check it out after it's aired if there's something good. Uh, and I like Gutfeld because Gutfeld is me. Gutfeld is uh, you know slightly yeah. older version of me, and that's what I do. And, and I think he does a good job on it. I think it's yeah. trust, Rob. I think it's trust. I really do, man. Because people they don't they, they saw uh, anchors on on uh, Fox uh, change their stripes, Rob, and and uh, nobody on Newsmax changes their stripes. You haven't changed your stripes. And, and I got to tell you, in a world where uh, you don't know who the hell to trust, Rob, that I think that's one of the big reasons. Because, you know, I look at you. I know I'm going to get Rob Schmidt. And I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know what take you're going to have. But generally, I, I'll agree with most of it. But but I think it's about trust. I think people uh, in this very perilous uh, ocean of corruption and bull crap that's going on in the world, we're kind of a life preserver to a lot of people i agree with that i i, I totally agree i, I think I, I think the media landscape is very very different than it was even 10 years ago i mean i i, I just it's i mean take back to 2013 i mean what i think what trump introduced us to and and what he i mean when he first started saying that you know oh the media is all corrupt and it's all fake news and stuff i don't think a lot of people really understood what he was saying i think it turned a lot of people off I think a lot of people understand it now. I think you. I, I think you see that there is, there is a full throttle agenda in, in in most of the establishment media. I mean, when you see stories like, I mean, what did I say the other night? We had this study from MRC Media Research Center that said that, I mean, the major networks. I'm, I'm not talking about the cable guys, CNN, MS. We know what those hacks are. I mean, I, I don't even really bother with them that much. But but when you're talking about NBC, CBS, ABC, those are like, those are the institutions that people think they can generally get basic information from right and you can generally trust a lot of people turn on the today show in the morning and just get the kids ready and get a little information and then these are normal people that just are busy with life that don't have time to tune into hours of political news every day when you see that the the big institutions nbc these guys have been around forever have not reported 
are just completely ignoring the fact that the guy in the White House right now, when he was vice president, had three aliases. None of those networks have covered that story yet. I mean, with, with the, Joe Biden, when he was vice president of the United States, was using three different aliases and emails, and he was forwarding emails about Ukraine to his son who was making millions of dollars in Ukraine. How on earth can you not report that news? How can you leave that out? How, how are these news directors walking in at ABC and CBS every day, the, the places where some of the legends of journalism came through, and they're saying, we're not going to report on one of the biggest scandals we've ever seen from a sitting president of the United States that goes back to when he was vice president of the United States. I, I just, that, that to me is, I mean, that is, that is. A Rob, they're Pravda. They're Pravda. Rob, they're yeah. Pravda. They, they literally, they have the First Amendment. They could do anything in the world. And they're, they're, if your life dream, and I would imagine when you went to J school, that you, yep. you did it because you wanted to be the check and balance on power and corruption in the country. But our media wipes its rear end with the Constitution every day when they get up in the morning. And when I see like Joe and Mika, who remind me of the, of the, uh, uh, the crowd section at the at the uh, the Hunger Games. It reminds me of the the cheering section at the Hunger Games. I mean, I really do. They're so elite. It's just ridiculous. Uh, but but honestly, Rob, did you ever think that a story? And even Nancy Mace, who I used to consider kind of center right, you know, she's saying that what she's seen is the most. She, she says that Joe Biden will go down as the most corrupt history. And then Greg Kelly said that he's got. A recording that's coming out before the 31st of October that's going to end his candidacy and maybe his presidency. Uh, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on MSNBC, the Pravda move and all these, and what you think's coming. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, with MS and CNN, I don't have high expectations. I, I think we know what they are. Um, that, that just doesn't surprise me anymore. I think it's much more alarming when you've got the major networks that. I think there's just a lot of normal people in the middle of this country that aren't far right, aren't far left, aren't really paying that close attention, but still vote in presidential elections. Might not vote, you know, in congressional every two years or something like that, but they vote for the president. And when you have the, the, the major networks not reporting, you know, the details of a salacious and very blatant corruption scheme, which is what we now know this is. We know Biden was at the helm of this thing. You've got messages from Hunter, you know, complaining to his his family members about how hard it is to have to give his father half of his income. You know Hunter's income was coming from China and Ukraine. You know it was millions of dollars. You know he wasn't paying taxes on it, and he's funneling half of that to his dad. That means his dad is taking in corrupt money from other places in the world, not paying taxes on it. That is the biggest scandal this country has ever seen politically. Bar none. This, this, I mean, think about what, what Watergate really was. Watergate was such a bore compared to this story. Really yeah. was. And we still talk about Watergate 40, 50 years later. I mean, it's just the, the fact that nobody's covering this, you're right, it is propped in. It's, it's terrifying because without a free press, and this is not just toot my own horn of the business I'm in, without the press, without a check on government, you lose the country. You really do. Absolutely. I mean, if you Absolutely. can't check these guys, you're, you're done. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, the positive is, I think that there are a great many uh, content creators. Uh, you know, I do a radio and a TV show from my uh, spare bedroom. I made into a studio, so there are a lot of con, uh, con uh, a lot of people who are uh, who are content creators that aren't at a network. But um, but they but but you see, you've had the government literally working with big social media, the mainstream media, to shut down people. Let me ask you about that, Rob, because that's another thing that has to be addressed.
Um, what, what, how has that impacted you? Like the last three years of, of shutting down, telling anyone with an opinion opposite of the government that it's misinformation or disinformation. Has that impacted you, sir? I think, you know, I, I think to a certain extent, if you're, if you're, especially if you're operating on social media, I think for a while, I, you know, I don't know that it directly impacted me, but I think everybody was kind of walking on eggshells with what they could report uh, and what they could actually allege, which is a really scary road to go down. I mean, but what we have to just, you just have to basically admit that the government can ruin your life. Uh, it can take away your job. It can take away your ability to make any money. I mean, they have that power at this point. And when they have that power of censorship over people, it makes people check what they actually report. And I mean, when, you know, when it, when it came to something as simple as, as the election, people want to question the election and now they're throwing them in prison. I mean, that election was dirty and we all know it. We all know that there was a lot of weird stuff going on when you've got these, you know, uh, legislatures, you know, or when you got governors changing the rules outside of what the legislatures were allowed to do, you know, when you got people breaking the law, when you've got a billionaire that's spending hundreds of millions of dollars to basically harvest only votes in very, very, very liberal areas of a state that was only won by 12,000 votes or 13,000 votes, when you've got that kind of behavior going on, I mean, let me just say it this way. In that last election, if the Democrats would have lost that last election, they'd be making even more noise than Republicans have made and Trump has made in the wake of this one. So, But I, I think that, you know, when you've got a government that basically can scare people into silence, you know, when you can, when you can just, when you can go talk to Twitter and say, why don't you throttle his Twitter for a few months because he said something we don't like. And if that person, you know, thrives off that, if you've got somebody that's an independent journalist like the Schellenbergers and the uh, Taibis of the world, you know, that yes. basically exists over there, and if you throttle their views and all of a sudden nobody can see what they're doing, I mean, you're screwing with their life. You know, yeah, you, you know what though, Rob, I'm I'm really uh, grateful what we've learned and and that we've come together this confluence of of events because all of this malfeasance is coming out. So while it is frightening, it is also amazing to be a uh, to be a part of it. Uh, you live in yeah. New York. Uh, Eric Adams did a big uh, a rally yesterday, and and people are starting to show up. These people who are saying, "Damn it, we're sick and tired of these illegals coming here." They've really created a major. Charlie Foxtrot, and even the liberals of Manhattan are beginning to realize. I even heard Staten Island was considering leaving uh, the city because they're sick of it. Now, but I heard that on Chris Plant's show yesterday. How yeah. are things there, and are, are people waking up to the malfeasance of the Democrat Party? Well, I just think it's, it's honestly hysterical to me to watch all of these pro-sanctuary people that couldn't wait to scream this BS, you know, when Trump was in office because they were just virtue signaling. And, you know, it was all very it was all very useful to, the, to them because it it created this idea that Trump was some kind of a fascist dictator. Right. And so they all just screamed it so loud because they created the idea that they needed to be sanctuary cities because the world was in such danger. So they say all this nonsense and it was all just politically useful for them. And then as soon as people start showing up, they freak out and they're just dying to get rid of them. And I just to me, that's. You know, I, I think one of the best moves I ever saw was 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 when uh, was when DeSantis started shipping them off uh, and sending them to all these places. But in you New know York, what, you, you're right. Go ahead. You, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant move. It worked perfectly, Rob. Really? Yeah, it, it worked. It did exactly, and it, it sent such a great message. And they all complained so much, and it was like you have no leg to stand on in this, and you know it. But I just, you know, in in New York, we we clearly have a mess now, um, and I, I I think you know watching the way they spin, and it's. It's something I, I follow a lot. When 
every single – I think this, basically, this country basically works in, in, in one fashion. You know, conservatives and conservative ideals clean everything up and make it really nice. And then as soon as it gets nice enough, the libs start complaining about how everything's too strict, and then they screw it all up. And then they oh, yes. screw it up until the point where we say, okay, fine, now we got to clean it up again. So you bring in the Giuliani's of the world, and you clean everything up and make it nice. And then after about 10 or 15 years of nice, you get the de Blasio idiot to come in and screw it all up again. And so hey, Rob, Rob, can you, Rob, can you, can you, is there a way you could hold through the next uh, break? It'd be like yeah. another, okay, we're going to take a commercial break, come back about four more minutes. I'd like to an, uh, have a few more th- questions for you. So let's take a break. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a sec. Rob Schmidt from Rob Schmidt tonight on Newsmax joins us on the Newsmax Highline on the Rob Carson Show. Rob, I want to ask your uh, your opinion. You've got about four minutes here. Uh, the Tucker 250 million view interview versus the uh, GOP debate. What did that say to you? <laughs> it, it definitely painted a picture of a clear political landscape, and it, it also painted a picture of a, a change in the media landscape as well. Uh, I thought I thought it was. I mean, Trump not on the debate stage, right? So Fox's viewership was down, I think, about half of what it was, I think, in the 2016 primary debate. I think they had around 24, and I think they got around 12 this time. Uh, and then the, the funniest part is that, you know, without him there, he goes over and does this, you know, he jumps on Twitter and, and just has a massive following. Now, I know TV's different than Internet, and you're always, Twitter's always going to get more views than any television show will, and that's, that's true. But that is a huge number that they pulled. And I thought the other funny thing about that night, was that the, really the only person that came out that, that had a big night, that had a popular night, was, was the guy at the debate that was doing his best impression of Trump. I mean, you had Vivek there, and he was getting all the attention, and he's literally doing his best impression of Donald Trump this Trump was there. So even, even without Trump at the debate, the only person that made any noise at the debate was the guy imitating Trump. Exactly. Well, the VP candidate is going to have to be America first. I'm not so convinced any of them are going to be the VP candidate. I'm actually kind of leaning. I'm kind of leaning toward Christine Nome. I got to tell you, you know, I had Dick Morris on the other day and he dismissed her because she's from a small state. I said, you dismiss her at your own peril. Because I think she's amazing. Listen, we got to run. Rob, what are you working on today, man? Because I'm definitely going to be watching. Or are you on I today? I don't even know. I, I got bad news for you. I'm actually doing this uh, this phone call from uh, the pool, so uh, I'm not. Well, on that's the- why I heard the airplane in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! You, I you. Off, but I, you know what? I, I will tell your to your listeners if uh, you're bored on uh, Labor Night, Labor Day night, I guess it is Monday night. I'll be on Monday night. On Monday. So I'll see you. Then. All right. All right, bro. Well, uh, you know, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, so enjoy your Friday afternoon, okay? (laughs) All right, brother. Nice to have you on. Take care of yourself, Rob. I appreciate it. All right, that is Rob Schmidt. Rob Schmidt tonight, guys. I'm going to tell you that is so funny. Of course, uh, I was wondering whether you you heard the outside, right? You heard the airplane in the background. I said, he's he's either going to work or he's not going to work. (laughs) He's... uh, He's an interesting cat, um, and and uh, you know, uh, for many of you, maybe you're not all that familiar. Uh, for new listeners, maybe uh, uh, with Newsmax, but I, I, the reason why I do it, I, I do a show on Newsmax, but also the pro- the quality of programming is just so uh, spot on, and I think you'll enjoy the show. And I'll just do one real quick plug, and I don't want to, uh, you know. Uh, over overstay my welcome here. My TV show this weekend, Rob Carson's What in the World. Uh, I promise you, if you need to laugh, 
You will laugh. They air it three times over the weekend. It's Donald Trump's favorite show. He says I'm the funniest person on television. I'm not saying that to, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just a fact. He liked it so much, he invited me to Mar-a-Lago last year for dinner. All right? So uh, check it out and, and download the Newsmax app, Newsmax TV app on your phone. And uh, remember, if you need somebody to trust, you want to hear the real story, you want to hear real conservatism, uh, Newsmax is a great, uh, great place to do it. All right, we're going to take a break, come back and wrap things up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, have a glorious weekend. God bless you. God bless America. Enjoy it. If you get a chance to watch the TV show Rob Carson's What the World on Newsmax, I would be much appreciative and you will laugh. Uh, and until Tuesday, don't catch the stupid. We're going to win. See ya. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.